0: To ensure RaceFuels customers can have next day delivery, our stock of Racing Fuels is warehoused all across Australia and New Zealand. RaceFuels stock is available via distribution points in Sydney, Brisbane, Perth and Auckland. And of course our head office is based in Dandenong, Melbourne. RaceFuel distribute and deliver the drums to your workshop, tune house or racetrack. So even if you're in lockdown, we can get your fuel to you. Find out more at racefuels.com.au
1: Two of the very best operators. Marked up in the garage. Wow. It's
0: been coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story, as always. Red, red flag. flag. This is That's a suspended hard. race.
1: Welcome back to the Parked Up Podcast. My name is Grant Rowley. I'm joined by Tony Delberto. We are powered by the Mighty Fighting Race Fuels. And Tony D, racing's been happening. We've got a huge episode, a super, super special guest. But first, how are you going?
2: I'm great, thanks Grant. I am absolutely fantastic. I've started my week really well, a lot better than you anyway. You are absolutely frazzled right now. You've had a big old day trying to get back to Melbourne, haven't you? Tell tell Mm. us about your little journey back to Melbourne today, because it it didn't go to plan. No,
1: no, well, it wasn't as bad as... Uh, It wasn't as bad as that time I was coming back from Bathurst uh, earlier this year where my car got crashed on the way back. But just a couple of delayed flights, almost missed a flight. Uh, Taneya, my awesome videographer, and I were sitting in the airport just uh, tapping away. And we were waiting for gate 18 to start lighting up for us to go. And we weren't leaving from gate 18, we were from gate 22 in Brisbane and uh, the two of us have never run so fast um, <laughs> down, down through Brisbane airport to uh, to make sure we caught that flight. But then, um, yeah, just delays and border checks so, when you got to the other end and whatever. But uh, I tell you, the best news coming back though is that Townsville became a green zone and it meant that us Melbourneites were able to get back over the border and not have to self isolate, COVID test, and and all of that because we're going to go back up um, this weekend.
2: Oh, lucky you, I'm not. I'm, I'm not even jealous one little bit. Um, <laughs> just to give our listeners a little bit of context, uh, it's 7:30 Monday evening. Generally, we would record this pod at 3:30 in the afternoon. So it's been a rough afternoon, as you yeah. can tell, no, but. We do, we do have an amazing guest tonight and, or today, I should say, when this pod comes out, it'll be uh, bright and early in the morning, but an amazing guest that I think everyone's going to really enjoy listening to, uh, to this young chap, this young, stunning stud muffin of a handsome Mm -hmm. bloke that we've got Mm -hmm. on the show. (laughs) And uh, when you actually find out who it is, it will make a little bit more sense, but there was a lot of racing on the weekend. Do you want to announce the guest or you want to go into the news?
1: Oh look I don't think we, I don't think we should leave the uh, listeners in suspense. We want them to hang around because once they hear who's coming on they're going to want to listen uh, more. Actually they might even just fast forward to get to the guest rather than listening to the rest <laughs> of us just to dribble on. We're going to talk to Lachlan the ladies man Mansell who is part of the Beauty and the Geek TV show on the Nine network. It aired for the first time on Sunday night. Um, the show Broadcasts every Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Lachlan Mansell, long-time motorsport media type, does a lot of uh, does a lot of commentary in like your um, your club or or uh, state level competition. And uh, he also does a lot of um, media and comms and other bits and pieces. He runs his own business. He is a, a geek. On this show. So it's uh, the, <laughs> the, the premise is 10 beauties, 10 like very attractive girls, and 10 uh, uh, geeky lads who uh, are looking for a way to find love. And our own Lachlan Mansell, who we've known for, oh, I'd have to be over 10 years. It'd have to be over 10 years since he's been, um, maybe even more, that he's been lurking around. Uh, track it's definitely over 10 years. Wow, it's probably it's, uh, 15 or 16. He was really Look, I think, he first
2: uh, joined from, him. for our listeners, if you've never heard of uh Lockie Mansell, as soon as you hear his voice, you'll know exactly who we're talking about. Um, this guy, though, if you've ever met him, he is a geek, there's no doubt about it. He fits into this genre absolutely perfectly, and he's absolutely embraced it. We all watched well. I watched you watched grant and mm-hmm. I know a lot of our friends did watch the opening episode last night, which was Sunday night and he came out in his race suit <laughs> and helmet on mind you. And, uh, he, he just had such an amazing entrance. So I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing how the show rolls out over the next, uh, is it another month, or how long does the show go for? I don't know. I guess we uh, we could ask him if
1: we remember to ask him. We'll ask him when we're on the line. <laughs> um, yeah, he's uh, he's always been super confident, super super confident, um, even though he's got you know his very distinctive um, <laughs> accent or. Uh, you know, the, the, his voice is distinct, just distinctively locky and is the, and, and can be within the media circles or even beyond the butt of uh, the butt of impersonations. Uh, he gets impersonated qu- quite a bit. So, um, but you know what? I think he doubled his uh, Instagram following uh, after episode one. You better look out in your rear vision mirror, TD. I know you've got uh, twelve or thirteen thousand Insta followers. He's coming for you. He's coming for a lot of
2: people. The ladies' man is coming, in. and I hope that he actually does find love because that's the whole reason you go on that show, isn't it? Just to, I guess so. You know, f- just, find love and romance and all that sort of lovey dovey stuff, kissy, or is kissy, it
1: kissy kissy, touchy touchy, is or it something like you, that? Would be good for him.
2: Like Grant, if you if you are going to go on that show. Right? Would you be obviously, trying to find I'm love? Not or... I'm not,
1: obviously, I'm not eligible. because,
2: like, why? Well, because you're married, not because you're a, not a cause geek. I'm a
1: stud. No, I'm a, like I'm a stud.
2: I'm not a geek. <laughs> yeah, you can be good looking and still be a geek. Oh well, actually, oh. I think
1: oh. I, I I think I fail in all departments. So um,
2: <laughs> anyway, yeah. anyway, if you're going to go on the show, what would be your mindset? Are you going on there to find love, or are you actually oh. going on there? To try and get a bit close to uh some female companions <laughs>
1: uh it's a good question i and i actually don't know how, i don't know what, i know I, the I answer i don't know what i would do uh but i tell you what it's putting yourself out of your comfort zone to do something like that to go oh, on yeah. national tv and uh and yeah just to um Yep. Express all of those emotions we've seen in the little shorts uh, of the adverts that Lockie's got a a little, a little tear in his eye as well. So look, it shows that there's um, a lot of stuff going on, a lot for the uh, brain to deal with. And yeah, looking forward to firstly catching up with Lockie now and then watching how uh, our very own motorsport media man does on the, uh, on the big screens of Channel 9 as we, uh, as we see this show. Roll out. Um, okay, so that's coming up later, but uh, in the meantime, we had uh, some race cars firing around Townsville. Absolutely sensational conditions up there, Tony D. It was. It, um, it, it's such a great town. The weather is perfect. Uh, the food's a bit expensive. <laughs> that's my only. k okay. that's my yeah, only right. gripe.
2: Yeah, that's only because there's not many events on up there. They just got to maximize it when when they are on.
1: Yeah. I tell you what, we went to the uh, ribs and rump. Like Ooh. beautiful. Awesome. Yes. Like the food is yes. really good.
2: What's that joint called? It's called Ribs and Rump. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's on no, Hummer the, Street a, or something. Right on the water there.
1: Uh next to no, nah, next no, nah, no, nah, that's not the one. No, nah, that's a nah, different nah, okay. one. That's a different one. Anyway, on Palmer anyway. Street, heaps of hotels. There's Mexican restaurants. There's uh, a whole bunch of others. Anyway, I just found the uh, the is a little exy. Now, usually, like I'm not a I'm not a tight ass. I'm like I'm happy to uh, to spend or whatever. But uh, it is uh, it was a bit exy. So um, yeah, Taneya, if you're listening, I hope you enjoyed your uh, like forty five dollar steaks or whatever they were.
2: <laughs> now that you're uh, big time and you've got staff at events and you're the boss mm. do you watch these little dollars and cents more than what you used to no I like don't. when when Tenaya, when Tenaya is like biting into that juicy steak do you go oh I be- you better yeah. enjoy that steak I
1: girl i pinch <laughs> half i pinch half of it <laughs> i take my own little slice i'd have to take a bit of grant tax <laughs> it was a delicious. It was a delicious steak. Delicious steak. Delicious food. A delicious event. Um, maybe not the crowd they were really after uh, at at the at the event, but of course, so many compromises with border closures and people not able to uh, attend. Support categories were still great. Like really deep, rich in uh, competitors. I know a lot of them had to jump borders to to make sure that, that it could happen. And that obviously always comes at an extra expense as well, but um, yeah, really good event. Maybe the supercars racing. We'll talk about this in the news, Tony, the, the supercars racing, not the greatest of races, but that was probably helped by the fact that there was one team and two cars absolutely dominating.
2: Yeah. Let's talk about the news, but it was boring racing.
1: Sorry. <laughs> yeah, heaps of carnage though. Carnage. Let's talk about carnage before we go to the news.
2: What Supercars sort of were
1: okay. Career oh. Cup, they were pumping into each other. Uh, yep. DVS, there was a fair bit going on.
2: Yeah. Young Cedo locked a brake down his turn turn two there and um, speared into the side of... Um, Andrews, Missouri. Yeah, Andrews, Missouri. That was unfortunate. Mm. Yep, there was a bit of carnage, but the supercar stuff, they're just really... I think their race was too long. I really think they were too long. Do you think the super sprint next week will be better? I reckon it will be. the 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 two fifty k. Like there was some people on different strategies on like for tires and things like that. So they'd let people go easily. They wouldn't really fight that hard. It's just not much going on really. There was a, mm. there was a couple little spicy battles, but not like we've seen in the past.
1: Mm. I don't All know. Right, cool. Let's, uh, let's bowl into it then. Let's get into the news right now. Okay, the news is brought to us by motorsportwebsites.com.au. Of course, they'll look after all of your website needs and they've got an expert eye for all things race cars, so they'll definitely help. The Townsville 500, the NTI Townsville 500, Tony D, was running one. Now, before just Shane Van Gisbergen he he dominated, extended his championship lead. Let me tell you, firstly, before we get into race car sort of talk, there was a very cool activation that was unveiled at the event. It was the Repco Pit Stop Challenge. And what it does, it allows you... To uh, actually change the tires, change the wheels, take take wheel off, put wheel back on. You got to put the spike in. You got to refuel it. Um, it is the closest you can get to being in a pit stop, other than you know being out in the pit lane and having Nick Perkett's car burst into flames or something right next to you, which is a pretty dangerous occupation. But uh, this you can do in the uh, safety and comfort of the uh repco garage pit activation area and it i tell you really cool and really popular i know you're obviously close to repco through the association with dick johnson racing of course you're the endurance driver you'll be teaming up with tell us come on
2: no bloody no mate
1: he still doesn't know okay (laughs) i still Um, don't know okay uh so Uh, When when you go to the one thousand, the Bathurst one thousand. If the Bathurst one thousand comes up, we'll talk about that. Let's not start that. But you have to go and try this thing. It. I don't know. Did you see the video? Did you see any of the uh, of it working over the weekend?
2: I absolutely did, and you have wet my appetite. I I seriously want to have a go. Yeah. I, I tell you what, like DJR, they do a very good job of you know, getting their sponsors to engage fans. Shell V Power did a sort of similar engagement at Bathurst. I think it was last year, the year before. It was sort of all virtual.
1: Yes, I remember Where you were
2: changing tires and things. Yeah, but not actually changing the tire. And that was like a heap of fun. Like, and they were giving away amazing prizes. I think someone actually won a bloody Mustang or something. Like, it was incredible. Um, A model car Mustang or a real one? No, no, like a real one. Like the like the horse,
1: they gave away a horse. I think so. A big horse. Like the anyway,
2: real One, what, a, a one of DJR's partners. Well, it was actually Ream and Ream a, a sponsor of DJR as well. They mm-hmm. ran a competition and they end up giving away a Mustang. But I suppose all I'm getting at is like DJR sponsors. They're just amazing, yeah. and their activations are just through the roof. So, next time I actually get to an event, Grant, I am going to give it a red hot crack. And I think we should run some sort of competition. Yeah, yeah, we can. Me. I reckon. Why don't why, why? we can run it on our socials? Who's going to be faster? Well,
1: oh, me or you. We all, yeah. Wow. Um, okay.
2: We all knows who's who's stronger and fitter, and you know all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. We know who who is who's that. So that's fine. <laughs> yep. But, you know maybe because you're going to more rounds, you can get a bit more practice on me before I get to Bathurst.
1: Cool. Okay. Great. What that sounds like that's, that's an excellent idea. Let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. We can, we can make some fun content out of that. And then if anyone who uh, wants to challenge us as well, they could maybe win some cool prizes.
2: Yeah. Well, we'll we, we might speak to Repco about that one. Cool. Cause we've cool. we got no, we got, we've, we've got no budget. Okay. No budget. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a, is that a uh, little
1: subtle question maybe to uh, to someone like Repco or Shell or Ream or whoever yeah. wants to just chuck us some cash for this <laughs> struggling little independent podcast?
2: No, that's not true, but we should talk about some car racing because we are in the news, Grant, and there was I mean, some amazing racing over the weekend. You obviously have already spoken about Shane Van Giesbergen racing off into the distance. Yep, mm-hmm. Red Bull everyone off. knows the they, they were just gone over the weekend they won the first race by 30 seconds or something yeah, like it was nah, ridiculous dominating uh anton Di Pasquale had a strong weekend in p3 and we saw our little smoky nick Perkett. Mate, he was on fire mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he, he was he stage. was literally
2: on fire yeah he was he literally was on fire, fire one a couple stage. of years ago yes oh no he's only he, Well, he, his drink bottle ran out of water in the first race. So he was very dehydrated, lost five kilos. I mean, where the hell would Nick Perkett lose five kilos from? Mm. Yeah. He's a a rake. And then in race two, I think his power steering went or something like that. So his guns would have been on fire. Um, Mm. And that sort of ruined a, a potential podium really. I mean, he, he was right at the front there and we know how strong the BGR cars have been at Townsville. Um, young Todd Hazelwood as well had a very good race on Sunday. I think he finished P6. So those cars were quite strong. Macca, Macca even almost made the shootout. Mm. Very, yeah, very awesome. good results for those guys. So And then
1: got turned around um, at the start of the second race, uh, which was a shame.
2: I really, I did feel really sorry for him actually, because uh, he, he, he was driving really well. So it would have been nice to see him get a result, but it's just super tough out there. So there was battles up and down the field grant, but, I just didn't think the racing was that exciting. You were at the event. Mm-hmm. What was the atmosphere like, and was the racing exciting? And I just missed it.
1: No, 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 no. It was, uh, it was, it was pretty tame. It was tame, which was, you know, which was a real shame because the broadcast uh, ratings on Seven was awesome. There lots of eyeballs. A lot of people in Sydney currently locked down, and of course we uh, we're feeling for you. Uh, anyone in New South Wales who's uh, you know currently spending more time at home than they'd like to be spending will usually spend. Uh, so lots of people sitting down and, and watching on on free to wear, which was fantastic, but um, unfortunately the, uh, the the product that was delivered wasn't great. And look, you get that, so you know. Yeah, you it happens um, sometimes. That's
2: right. You can't get uh, but can't get too stressed. I'd be interested to know though why they thought going to 250k races was going to be better than the, the normal 200.
1: Mm, yeah, that's because a good question.
2: It, I know it opens hey. up, you know, different pit stop strategy and things like that. But our good friends at Racefields wouldn't be complaining extra
1: uh, 100k over no. the weekend to burn some of that uh, great BP Ultimate E85.
2: You're right. You're right. Anyway, this weekend at Townsville, uh, sprint races. So what's the distance on those ones?
1: Yeah, so that just uh, falls into your standard. Oh, well, damn it! Now you put me on the spot. I don't know. 120k? Are they? No. Oh, okay. yeah, 120 right. or something like that. Yeah. So uh, that uh, just fits into what what you'd uh, what you'd see over a regular super sprint race. So look, yep. maybe that might liven it up, but right now you just can't see. I mean, maybe Jamie on a, in a shorter distance might be able to get one over. Van Giz. Mm. Uh possibly. that yeah, Jamie could, was going good. Possibly that could be, you know, the mixed result. But um, you know, other than that, and maybe it might fall into the hands of the likes of Brad Jones Racing with Nick Perkett, Todd Hazelwood. I thought he did a really good job. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys out there struggling for a tire life. Uh, David Reynolds mm. had a really good race weekend. I thought he did. He did uh, really well and showed some good speed after being absolutely woefully off the pace at Darwin. And they came back reasonably well uh, in his car. Uh, not so good for Heimgartner though, but the other Mustangs uh, in the Tickford camp, of course the, the Dick Johnson racing team had uh, had strong pace, bit of a shame with Will Davo in, uh, in that Saturday race where they didn't put enough fuel in. Uh, mm, and, I wasn't uh, going to mention that. Yeah, sorry about that. We only, that, we only
2: speak positive about our, our <laughs> own supporters, all right?
1: <laughs> I've unfortunately, he had to do a uh, an extra little pit stop right there at the end, which uh, dropped him down and kind of hurt him in the championship as well. So, uh,
2: um, I, I think with Will, with that extra pit stop, I think because the race was just a little bit longer, he just got a little bit bored and he just wanted to come in and say good day to the crew. What's that uh, Days of Thunder thing where um, <laughs> they're all eating ice cream and she comes into pits yeah. and just starts punching <laughs> on with it? Uh, anyway, should we talk about DVS? Yeah, there's a bit talk going on that. in DVS.
1: Well, Brock Feeney again from Triple Eight c- completely creamed him. And oh, look, I'm sure this has happened in the past where one team has won everything over the course of a race weekend in both main series end in DVS as well. But this one was a complete demonstration with, with the two Red Bull cars first and second in both races. And then, uh, Brock Feeney qualifying on pole and winning both races in, in DVS as
2: well, a huge weekend for the, and, and quickest in, uh, quickest in practice as well. So he, he had the whole trifecta there. Yep. Yep. Now
1: he's got well, that, uh, that's his series, to lose at the moment. Um, You know what? uh, When, when I think of the support categories, it just makes me think about all these border closures and calendars and Mm. how things are going to roll. Of course, Carrera cup were there as well. They, they've had to employ a drop your worst round system into their, into their championship because some uh, drivers weren't able to get out of Sydney to get up there for the event. Then they sort of deemed that they'll, allow all competitors now to drop their worst result but i just don't know how well when you know we're, we're going racing again after uh after townsville the next wow. event on the calendar is sydney motorsport park now wow, that's at that's the end yeah that's right put a put a pen straight through that now that, that's sort of almost at the end of august but yeah well, you know we're going to wake up in the morning and there's going to be Hundreds of cases again in Sydney. And as we saw in Melbourne, it takes a while to come down. Um, we're just not going to Sydney for a while. So, look, there are other options. But the great thing for supercars is there's no Sydney based teams. So, we can school well, at the moment. Uh,
2: there was. Team Sydney have buggered off back up to Queensland. There you go. And BJR are on that border, you know, of New South Wales. So, yeah. They've, they've just put one foot in Victoria at the moment.
1: Well, they can be based out of Wodonga instead of being in Albury. Like it's just across a a little river.
2: Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's interesting what you're saying though about the Sydney-based support categories. Um, Obviously, wall racing being one of them. And uh, I did allude in the last episode that they'd they'd skipped to Queensland to try and avoid getting locked into Sydney. But it, it will be interesting to see what happens when they try and come back into Sydney. And then try and go racing back in Queensland for TCR uh, only in a month or so. Yeah,
1: that's right. Mid, um, Mid-August it, for the Morgan Park round.
2: Yeah. And, and there's other Sydney-based teams uh, in TCR, for instance, that will be affected. So it's it's very difficult at the moment. Um, I mean, that that's why I think it's been good that supercars have just gone, right, we've got Townsville all set up, ready to go. Everyone's here. Let's do another round, get another one knocked off the championship. And uh, while we can, you know, while we've got everybody here safe, except for you that comes back to Melbourne and, <laughs> and takes it back up to Queensland. No, I'm, not um, taking, I'm not taking nothing nowhere. So it, it will be interesting. I, I didn't actually know about the, uh, the cup car drop it your worst round scenario. Is DVS doing the same or not? Uh,
1: I don't think so because I think all of their competitors were there. They had a really good field with the split between Super 2 and Super 3. They would have had even more as well. There was going to be like, I think originally 32 cars entered, 16 of each. So not quite as many. So there was a bit of a, a a few dropped off, but there's certainly been no chat at this point about... Um, making uh, making them drop their drop their worst worst score. So um, anyway, I guess stay tuned. The calendar is really, really up in the air. After yeah. Townsville next weekend, it's you know huge question marks. And I know that um, there's, there's been some chat I saw uh, motorsport.com over the weekend, uh, our old mate uh, uh, Andrew Van Leeuwen, were writing stories about the potential of Perth, not not going ahead the potential of new zealand not going ahead they've got their eyes on this uh already and uh them you know potentially making early calls or, or at least getting set to make a call on what the back half of the championship looks like the one big question though about calendars the Bathurst 1000 that is firmly in new south wales now mm. hopefully they can control it to you know, delete it as I, as I talk about the potential of the 1,000 getting deleted. Tony Tony grabs his face and starts pulling at it. Frustration. It's the greatest race. It's the one that we, uh, that we, we live and die for uh, in this Uh, sport. And uh, hopefully Sydney can at least control its numbers that the virus lives only in the Metro uh, and stay far away from regional New South Wales as possible So we can, you know, hold that motor race. I did have a thought that maybe they could, uh, we could do the Phillip Island 1000 where the race originally started.
2: What do you reckon? Actually, that'd be very convenient for me. Sure. Just down the road. That'd be Mm -hmm. great. Yeah. One and a half hour drive rather than an eight and a half hour drive. Yeah. It it wouldn't be the same though. It It really wouldn't wouldn't be the same. I'm sorry, Phillip Island. I love you, but it's not Bathurst. Um, You know, we, we, even though it's a few months away, It's, this is a big possibility right now. Mm. You know, it could easily happen, especially when, you know, Sydney, they got a hundred plus cases a day at the moment. This could seriously take months to get under control. Mm. Um, so we're just, we're just, we can't do much about it. Unfortunately, we just got to sit and wait, but uh, we're not out of the woods. That is for sure. We talk about a lot on the show, but it just throws all our plans up into the air. Um, so regularly, um, now, let's get back to Townsville for a sec because there is a little bit more news to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spoke about Carrera Cup. Now, a very good weekend for one of our very own reaction performance athletes, Cooper Murray. Oh, yeah. He uh, he won two, two of the three races, but technically he won three. Yep. And he had a little bit of contact with another guy in the first Aaron, race. Aaron, and, Love.
1: Uh, Aaron Love. Aaron yeah. Love,
2: yeah. That, that was a bit unfortunate, a bit of a funny one. Um, but... So he didn't win that race. I think he went back to fourth in that one, but won all the others, dominated the weekend. He's got his championship sort of back on track again. Um, and for those of you that don't know, he had a big crash at Tail and Bend where he was leading the race and he got taken out by a couple of cars behind. It was wet conditions. though Aquaplanes um speared into the door and young Cooper actually, um, his shoulder popped out. And... He's been in rehab ever since. So uh, amazing to, to actually be able to recover and then come out and dominate a weekend like Townsville, which is you know very physical on the body, but yeah, just shows that he's, he's the real deal. So that's great results for him. Cameron Hill though, actually extended his championship lead, um, which is quite incredible because he, he actually took race one win, but then um but just, you know, got points for the rest of the weekend right near the front of the field as well. So it was a strong weekend for him. But we did Fair see cup. a bit of carnage.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, plenty of carnage. That Sam Shahin shunt was, uh, mm. was pretty spectacular. Not a giant... Uh, uh, impact but the way the wheel were ripped out of that car and then sort of tossed it up diagonally against the um, the concrete wall was, was uh, wildly spectacular and um, the Porsche spare parts department would have been absolutely <laughs> licking their lips seeing that going Just on. Just
2: rubbing their hands
1: together. <laughs> we saw Simon Fallon in the Bob Jane Tmart's Porsche for Sonic uh, run into old Craig Lowndes down there
2: oh, uh, at the
1: start of the race as well. So big damage, big damage there. There was uh, the Porsche. The Porsche actually won't. had some good racing, good, good racing, but also a fair bit of damage as well.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of pros coming through the field trying to get around some of the, the AM drivers and it generally resulted in contact. Um, but that Simon Fallon one was, a, was a funny one as well, because he, he hit Lounsey at such speed. It was like he grabbed both pedals or he had a stuck throttle or something. Like it wasn't just a little bit of a lockup and he's, he's just gone to the car in front. He's like gone past two cars and then speared into, into Lowndes. So I don't know what happened there, but mm. fair bit of damage for those boys. And, and we actually saw a very similar um, image in uh, DVS as well with uh, young Aaron Seaton. Yeah. Uh, what's it like tell me as a race driver
1: when you're just turning into a corner like doing your thing and then all of a sudden you just get wiped out with no warning because that's what those two incidents were like
2: have you have you ever had that i actually yeah i have thank you i have um very recently actually at bathurst um in tcr very similar incident, just, you know, minding my own little business and turned in and, and I've got a, a Honda in the side of me. <laughs> um, but let's not talk about that one. It's I think it's actually worse being the driver that's going to spear into the, into the other driver uh, that's got no idea what's going on because for a moment, you're just out of control and you can see what's going to unfold and you're like, oh God, like you're trying to release the brake, you're trying to do something. It's all in sort of slow-mo. And you know it's going to eventually end in tears. Whereas the other bloke, he's just you know taking the corner normally, no drama, he's not thinking about it. And the next minute, boom, <laughs> he's facing the other way.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've seen so, some uh, seen some wild ones like the uh, that uh, Prema and Courtney crash down at Phillip Island, where Prema that was, was a on big the, one. That was that was huge. That would have absolutely scared the shit out of James Courtney. He would not have known that was coming.
2: No, I think that that's a different league. Like that, that's a massive crash. I mean, those ones we're talking about, they're they're nothing really, to yeah. be honest. Um yeah. But anyway, there there cool. was a fair bit of carnage there. Now, mm-hmm. before you, before you interrupt rudely, interrupt. By the way, um,
1: it's half of your that, podcast as well. You can set the agenda.
2: Yeah, that's right. Well, I have to, because even though you're at the event, you didn't watch a single bloody race. You're too busy looking Working. after your clients. Yeah.
1: Thank you. I had things going on.
2: Um, I, I know when you're busy, actually, because I'll text you and you don't text me back for about six hours. Oh, sorry. Yeah. bloody hey, bastard. Well, just, give me, just give me some attention, will you? God damn it. Um, I'm copping it from all, Toy- all... Yep. Toyota 86. Yep. Um. Lee Holdsworth race there. Oh yeah, on the weekend.
1: I didn't even see as, as a
2: guest driver.
1: That was good. That was kind of cool, but uh, I didn't so, see yeah. any any promotion on that. Did they? Uh, do they do any media releases? I didn't. know. I, didn't
2: uh, even I, know. I only saw it on his socials. But um, he had a pretty good weekend. Finished uh, P two for the whole weekend. And Zach Bates. Mm. I don't know where he. I don't know where he fits into the Bates. Uh, he's the cousin, a cousin,
1: cousin of uh, Harry. So okay. I don't know who maybe, and I I don't think it wouldn't be, might be maybe Rick's son or, or a or a sibling of another Bates.
2: There's lots of Bates Look, out there. There's Bates everywhere. So, so he, I think he's 16 or 17 years old. He smoked the field, right? Now, if you've got the surname Bates, in a Toyota racing championship that is run by, Bates. Neil Bates. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Question you reckon did... you have a pretty good car? Oh wow.
1: So you're asking it. That's a pretty oh, serious allegation. That, like, that's I'm just a serious it question.
2: Out there. No, no, I'm not there's no allegation grant. Yeah, I'm just putting it out there.
1: They run a pretty fair show, the uh the Toyota guys with Neil Bates and and all of the crew there. It's a uh it's always been a fantastic <laughs> championship. Um but, so I could imagine there's nothing but uh uh, genuine parts going on that uh, that race car, but look, uh, look—he's grown up around uh, Toyotas his whole life. He's probably uh, been driving him around the paddocks somewhere,
2: doing rally stages or whatever. So um, I reckon he knows look, what he's doing. Well, clearly he does because um, he had a really good weekend, and and Lee pushed him right to the end, but um, he, Lee Lee couldn't do much about it. So it was it was cool to see a massive field though, huge. Mm. Huge, yeah. I think there's about fifty five cars out there. Are you, when have you
1: ever done a guest drive in those things?
2: Look, let's not talk about this again. I oh, know, not your commentary. Let's not talk about this again. But no, it was, it's all it's all intertwined because oh. it was all meant to happen. It was all meant to happen, and then when the commentary thing happened, oh, when the and You can go back to episode like fifteen yeah. or something. You've parked up to to listen to that. Um, so the dreams of racing in the Toyota 86. Uh, championship as a guest driver just disintegrated right there and then. Mm,
1: but I, I went I, back I, and listened to I was it all was,
2: scheduled in. I was all was, scheduled in to do it.
1: It was Noonan's fault anyway when he made Kanto crash.
2: Yeah, well, I just blame it on Noonan and Canto for ruining my Toyota 86 Championship career hopes. (laughs) Stuff them. All right.
1: (laughs) All right, cool. That's enough. Uh, That's enough of the news. We've got uh, the British Grand Prix for Formula One coming up uh, this weekend. So, next episode, we'll have some F1 to talk about. We've got another Townsville Supercars race, uh, which will also have Super 2 there. So, plenty to come up. Now, the big news, though. The big guest for this week in Parked Up Powered by Racefields. We're going to talk to Lachlan Mansell. He's known as the ladies' man and he is part of the Beauty and the Geek reality TV show that's on Channel 9 uh, airing as we speak. So uh, let's get into it. We're going to give the Mansell, not Nigel Mansell, Lachlan Mansell, we're going to give him a call right now and he can uh, talk to us about uh, how he's taken his motorsport media career onto the big screens and, uh, and see how he's going with his uh, newfound fame on reality TV. Here he is, Lachlan Mansell on Parked Up, and we're powered by Racefields. And it is it's better than great. It's fantastic to welcome Lachlan Mansell on to the Parked Up podcast. Lockie, mate, we've known you for a long, long time, hanging around in uh, motorsport media centres and running up and down pit lane, doing the various jobs you've done, you do for uh, for your clients and uh, and for the sport in general. But, but something special has been happening in our world. <laughs> we've been watching some pretty good stuff on the on the channels of nine with Beauty and the Geek, mate. You are now a national celebrity. You are uh, like, you you have surpassed us all. Congratulations on everything <laughs> so far.
0: Oh, well, firstly, thank you very much, Grant. But um, I'll tell you what, at the moment, obviously, I'm, I'm kind of representing the motorsport industry as the motorsport geek, but I actually think there's quite a lot of people within the, the motorsport industry. Um, I can think of um, maybe some fellow podcast hosts who probably fall into the gate category just as much, if not more, than I do. I reckon you're talking about noons there. Would that be right? Oh, I didn't mention any names. No. no, Let's let's not cast aspersions. Uh, Look, Richard Crail, he'd be right in there. (laughs) Grant
2: Rowley, he would
1: be right in there as well. Don't worry. Um, You're certainly not the only one. Definitely Stefan. Stefan, he could do it. You're not the only one who can mention all of the uh, Bathurst 1000
0: winners back to, uh, <laughs> dating into the well, 1800s. Noons can probably tell you not just the Bathurst 1000 winners, but probably the Bathurst 1000 podium since yes. 1963. Actually, that reminds me, uh, Stephen Bartholomeus and I had a little bit of a... Uh,
1: Bathurst podium challenge one day, dating back to the seventies, and uh, he definitely uh, destroyed me in that uh, in that little thing. Anyway, hey, we're not here to talk about Bathurst uh, podium finishes. We're here to talk about yourself, mate. Awesome opportunity to to join the reality TV show uh, that pitches uh, geeks with beauties and they've, uh, they've definitely got some beauties um, and they've absolutely <laughs> picked some real ripping geeks as well.
0: Just tell her how, how did it all start? How did it all come about? Well, some very good friends of mine, uh, Dave Stilwell, who I think you would probably both recognise from the motorsport industry for the various roles that he does in commentary and, and the volunteer work with Team Medical. Um, Tom Worsley, another one of my good mates who you would know, who also does a bit of work in PR within the automotive industry. And uh, another one of my good mates, Shane Jones. Um, They've been hassling me for quite some time to audition for Beauty and the Geek. And uh, finally, last year, um, they cracked through my defences and I applied and I got through the audition process and one thing led to another. And next thing, I found myself on the show as uh, one of uh, ten geeks participating in Beauty in the Geek Season Twenty Twenty One.
2: Yeah, Lockie. Uh, you know we know you from the motorsport fraternity, uh, but how are you going to uh, take on this new new uh, stardom that you're going to uh, you're going to have now? Like when you go down pit lane, people aren't just going to reach out and say "g'day." You're going to have all these girls chasing you down pit lane. <laughs> all these uh, grid girls chasing you. How are you going to take that on?
0: Well, the ironic thing, Tony D, is that my nickname within the motorsport industry for quite some time has been Lockie Ladies Man Mansell. And (laughs) I've always thought that that's such an ironic nickname because I've never actually had a girlfriend. So maybe now I'll have girls chasing me for the right reasons rather than whatever other reasons they were chasing me for in the past.
1: Very good, mate. You have to carry around a sharpie with you now. You'll be signing autographs, signing, signing people's all those things that (laughs) people get signed at motorsport events. I I don't want to say across the chests of uh, ladies, (laughs) but um, looks like you've got your hands full there with uh, with the beauties you've got to got to deal with.
2: Let's just say, let's just say your opportunities uh, might just get a little bit bigger on the on the girl front. Now, lucky, I've just got one question for this entire whole interview, just one one question now we do have a channel nine publicist on the line as well so she'll probably butt in and say hey you cannot ask that question all right (laughs) so back off
0: you can ask it i may just not be able to answer it that's
2: right but my one question everyone wants to know how far do you get to go with the girls
0: (laughs) (laughs) i i thought that that question might come up but um because of various non-disclosure agreements and all the rest <laughs> of it i probably can't answer that question but all the more reasons for you to keep watching the show
1: <laughs> yep so of course it's on uh, oh I'm out. Sun- I'm out sunday it's on every sunday <laughs> monday and tuesday on nine on the uh, screens of nine so everyone can watch uh, so as we record this podcast we saw the premiere last night on Uh, on Sunday night and we're about 20 minutes away from watch uh, from, from the, uh, from the second episode airing. So by the time this podcast comes out, we'll, uh, that, that will have run and one. Um, we, we got a, a really good snippet, uh, from the premiere last night, Lockie, you got a huge run as well. You got a really good run. Uh, compared to some of your guests i'm sure they share the love around with uh you know as the uh, as the episodes unfold um but yeah look your take on the experience and and you know and a little preview to what we can expect as uh episodes roll out
0: yeah i think for me the biggest thing is that all of the cast members are there for the right reasons they're there because they genuinely want to grow and improve and learn from other cast members. So all of the beauties, genuinely some of the nicest girls you will ever meet and and really wanting to make a positive difference to their geeks. God,
2: this guy's a Casanova from way back, honestly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't call him Um, ladies' man for no reason. Exactly. (laughs) And and the geeks as well. Well, Like I have to say that all of us have become lifelong friends because we're all passionate about specific areas and all really interested in our particular areas of expertise. So obviously you've got myself as the motorsport expert, but then, you know, you've got Alex, who's a maths tutor and really loves mathematics. You've got Frank, who is the ultra-extroverted doctor, who's a massive sports fanatic. You've got James, who is the cosplay enthusiast. You've got Kyle, who's the historian. You've got Mitch, who's into the computer games, who... As you would have seen in the first episode, uh, was my roommate throughout the the filming process. Yep.
1: All but what was those pajamas we, you were you know. wearing, brother? What were you doing? Who picked your attire for this? You were wearing this uh, uh, yeah. little white shirt and white shorts or oh. something with some cartoon characters. Do you do you just wear your normal stuff, or do you get a bit of do you
0: get a bit judged for the for the uh, for the broadcast? uh those pajamas i'm I'm not sure whether i should be admitting this to you but they are actually mine so (laughs) they were ones that i took with me and uh the reason i was wearing them is because um we only literally just got up we were mitch and i were just chilling on the couch and um mitch had never been on a date before so i was giving him a bit of a pep talk with some dating advice but one of the things that I will say is, yeah, after being shown on national television in my pajamas, I don't think there's anything that's going to make me feel awkward or uncomfortable ever again. I
2: don't know. I don't know. I'm going to challenge that right now because on one of the promos that I saw, there was there was like a tear coming down your cheek, and I wasn't sure if you stubbed your toe <laughs> or did someone take your lunch. But what was going on there?
0: Oh, um. All I'll say, because, again, I, I obviously don't want to give away too much from what's coming up, but, um, you know, there were some emotional moments um, in the course of filming the show, but um, in the, the cold, hard world of working in the motorsport industry, if I can just be serious for a moment and, and running my own business as I like You're on the wrong podcast if you want <laughs> to be serious. Mate. <laughs> oy, oy, feel,
2: free, feel free to plug. Plug away.
0: Um, but, you know, there's there's not it's not really the sort of space where you can necessarily let your emotions out. It's not really the right environment for that. Whereas this show, there were some moments where it probably tapped into some aspects of my emotions that maybe I hadn't been in touch with all that much previously. And it brought some emotion to the surface. So um, anyway, that'll be something for everybody to to look forward to watching as the show unfolds. So it's just like a good counseling session. Um, A little bit. It was definitely very good for my headspace and my overall mental health being on the show. So in some respects, it probably was a bit like a, a counselling session um, with some really awesome people and that everybody now gets to watch on national television. And, and uh,
1: a lot of them, they're not bad to look at either. Very good for TV. Pity your head's on it, damn it. You're ruining it for everybody. <laughs> no, mate, we love yes, it. We, uh, absolutely, absolutely love seeing you on there, and we, and we wish you uh, absolutely all the best as the episodes uh, unfold. Again, it's uh, every Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday evenings on Channel Nine, um, and it's great that one of our very own from the motorsport industry, Lockie Mansell, was there, mate. You look, you touched on that mental health stuff, and I think like that's really important. I remember uh, just after you resurfaced. Uh, back into the real world it was around the bath of six hour at um over the easter weekend and uh we had a we had a chat about it and you'd said that it was one of the best things that that you'd ever done now that was before you know any of us had seen a, a a frame a picture or, you know, you know, even, uh, even knew much about. So, um, it was just w- wild speculation ravaging through the paddock. Um, <laughs> what, uh, now that, now that that first episode is out, uh, what's, what's your feeling, what's your feelings now? Are you, are you sort of relieved that, that, uh, that, uh, you know, the initial two or three episodes are,
0: are out and about? Yeah, I think, when you appear in such a high profile and prominent environment, you're always probably a bit self-conscious about how you're going to be portrayed on national television. But I thought the first episode captured everything really well, not just for myself, but for all of the other cast members as well. Um, you know, it's, it's really awesome to see somebody like Mitch, for example, who is very introverted, has... Um, you know, a lot less dating experience than somebody like myself, having the opportunity to get out of his comfort zone and, you know, the, the fact that I was able to give him a bit of advice was very satisfying as well. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm loving what I've seen so far and can't wait for uh, everybody in Australia to share the rest of the journey. So mate, what's the next steps? What what uh,
1: what happens from here? Like obviously the TV show is going to be run and won, and we've uh, all got our fingers crossed that you take home the big prize. What is it? A million bucks or something? What is it?
0: Um, there is a, a cash prize. Not sure if it's been officially announced yet. Actually, oh, okay. be So let's say it's a, it's a million bucks.
1: So if you win, you're definitely your shout. Um, come <laughs> Bathurst <laughs> one thousand after party. Um, but yeah. So what? Uh, so do do you? Uh, do you want to use this to go, you, you've always wanted to do commentary. That's your number one thing. And you've kind of prodded up your business with media and communications and, you know, anything else that you can do. But TV um, TV, and TV commentary in particular have been your thing. Is this like the, the little launch pad that you're hoping can, can catapult you into doing more of that stuff that you really want or um, are you just going to go out and pinch all of my clients now and do more <laughs> media media and comms work? What's the go?
0: Um, commentary has always been my number one love and I've always been very upfront about that. I, I do want to make it clear though that trying to use reality television to catapult myself into more commentary opportunities is 100% not the reason that I Undertook this experience. It was about because self-development, <laughs> about getting myself out of my comfort zone. We all know why you went on it. Talking to, Talkin
1: to hot chicks is also a pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty important one.
0: You no, know, so to, to help me get out of the friend zone. Because like I said, I've got a one hundred percent record for ending up in the friend zone. But yes. in saying that, I think that if throughout the experience I can demonstrate my capabilities on television, you know the facts that I am quite confident when it comes to speaking in front of audiences um you know and that i'm I'm quite articulate in in conversation then if there's opportunities that come off the back of that then that'll be an added bonus for me
2: Well, I'm sure these opportunities are going to come flooding in. Lucky, we can't wait to watch the rest of uh, the episodes of Beauty and the Geek. Thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. We 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 really appreciate your time.
1: We told uh, the Nine publicity team that we were going to ask some questions about – uh, motor racing. And we just, uh, absolutely <laughs> did not, did not do any of that. Let's, uh, let me just chuck uh, at least one at you. Oh, you had, what um, well, we just the show. I just did. wrapped it. Sorry, brother. Look, I'm just going to, uh, we'll just, <laughs> just stop
2: asking questions. The guy's got to go. He's got to do his <clears throat> hair and makeup before the show starts. No, he's right. He's right.
1: So Lockie, you would have, uh, you sat on the sidelines and watched the Townsville 500 over the weekend. Uh, on that rival network um I, I believe on uh on the on the sevens that doesn't matter we, we don't need to tell anyone that but um the the uh what, what was it like to sort of uh you know see and feel the racing go around um like on the weekend just before you know your big thing was uh about to come up come about
0: To be totally honest, it didn't feel all that different to me. It was me just doing what I do and sitting on the couch as a motorsport enthusiast. I would have loved to have been up in Townsville myself, but unfortunately, we're locked down in Sydney at the moment. Um, As for my thoughts on the racing itself, I think that probably the biggest takeaway from the weekend from a supercar's perspective was just how far the 888 cars were ahead of everybody else. Um, in, in the Saturday race in particular, I think there were only seven cars that finished on the lane lap, which you know, it was just extraordinary. I can't remember the last time that so few cars finished on the lane lap, not because cars were involved in incidents or crashing out, but because the triple eight boys were so fast that they, they lapped everybody up to seventh place. It's,
2: it's crazy, crazy speed. Those guys showed uh, not only, Uh, in the main championship, but also Brock Feeney in in the Dunlop series as well. Those Triple Eight cars are well-suited to Townsville. And the bad news for every other supercar team down pit lane is they're going back to Townsville this weekend. So uh, it's going to be a double whammy um, for a lot of these guys. Now, Lockie, I do have one more question because (laughs) Grant needs more questions in his life. I want to talk to you about lockdown. You're in Sydney, lockdown, Another 112 cases today. Yeah. Things aren't looking so good in Sydney. Hey,
1: we've got some tips for you as well. If you need a uh, shoulder to cry on, the, us Melbourne types, so uh, we're here for you.
2: You know what? I don't think we should get too cocky because I can just see this blowing up and we're going to be in lockdown before we know it ourselves. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah it's, it's not great. Probably the saving grace for me at the moment is that my young PR assistant, Ryan Jones, is based on the Gold Coast. So... Even though I'm locked down, he's still able to travel to and attend events on my behalf. And he actually was up in Townsville on the weekend doing some work for our clients in Carrera Cup and Toyota 86 series. So that's enough place for my business... clients. Thank you. Plugging, <laughs> plugging check and flag media clients on the parked up podcast produced by Network R. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, mate, uh, we actually had uh, so we had a bit of a watch party. Uh, on Sunday night in Townsville I invited a few friendly faces to come over to my hotel room which was a little bit too small for the amount of people that we crammed in there to watch your uh, big big major television debut. and uh, I actually invited Ryan to come along as well and a couple of the guys who I'd also invited said oh you can't invite Ryan because we're just going to sit there and sledge locky the whole way and then he's going to hear it as it turns out, Ryan was sledging you just as much as any as the next person.
0: Yeah, that'd be right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: now we uh, we had a great night, and um, there was lots of clapping and rounds of applause. And um, well, uh, we're all pumped for Tana-
2: you. Tanea sent me some um, Instagram. Uh, videos of all you guys in in the room going yep. off your brain absolutely <laughs> going off your head clapping and shouting and cheering it was and-
1: like it was like an afl grand final or a state of origin match in there it was yeah um, it was absolutely
2: pandemonium <laughs> hey, you got a huge amount of support that is what, for sure
1: and so. what about your family what have they all said about it lucky
0: Um, admittedly my mum in particular was probably a bit apprehensive when I first told her what I was doing but um, having seen last night's episode um, she and the rest of my family members are feeling a lot more comfortable and they have been really supportive awesome mate well um, we uh, we certainly loved it we loved it uh,
1: watching yesterday we can't wait to watch uh, the subsequent uh, episodes as they roll out we hope you win Or at least podium, at least po. We need to see you with some champagne on the, (laughs) on the, uh, at least on the dais in some way. Local Mansell, great to have you on the Parked Up podcast. And uh, we will see you at a racetrack
0: soon, as long as Sydney can get out of lockdown. Fingers crossed. Thanks for having me, guys. And I look forward to catching up with you soon. And we thank
1: Lockie for coming on to the Parked Up podcast. Tony D, do you reckon he's going to win this thing? Do you reckon he'll win? Where, where do you reckon he's going to finish?
2: If I'm a betting man, I would say that he's not going to win. Oh, that's but a shame. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, I'm just putting it out there. I think
1: there's a cash prize. I think there's a. They're going to announce a cash prize for it. We want this guy what, to win.
2: We do want him to win, and I, and we're all behind him. But you know, the chances are, I don't think he will. Like just I, just a I bit saw too him geeky, I, too geeky to no, win. No, the reason the reason I say that is, like I said in the interview, I saw him crying. At oh, one no. stage, so points deducted he... for tears. No, well, he's probably getting bad news. He was, you <laughs> know, she, the, one, one of the girls probably upset that you know he didn't didn't give her a kiss properly or something. I don't know. Anyway, when well, um, we were talking to Lockie just then, we didn't. He, there was no
1: girls lurking in the background of his. Um, well, there was actually. Zoom score.
2: There was. I didn't see it. Was it a beauty? Oh, well, that. No, they had their screen had their screen off, but there was a girl on the call. Oh, yes, of course.
1: No, Nine publicity. But I've been trying to get Lockie onto the Parked Up podcast for at least the last four weeks in the lead up to this. Once the uh, first promos ran on social media and they were on TV adverts or whatever, and we saw that he was there, I thought, yep, this is the time we need to get Lockie on. And they kept saying no. They rejected mm. us, Tony, rejected.
2: But now that it's who here, would have thought, who would have thought, mate, we would be working our backsides off, basically begging Lockie Mansell to come on our <laughs> podcast? Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, my Lord. Yep. Like, nothing against Lockie, but, yep. you know, we don't have to beg for our other commentator friends or PR yep. specialists or anybody yep. else to or come. They shame, love coming Shane on Van every Gisbergen.
1: week. Shane Van Gisbergen. I reckon exactly. if we wanted to get him on, he would come on, no problem.
2: If, if we ring Shane, he says, yeah, no problem. But we tried to ring Lockie and he said, you got to speak to my publicist.
1: <laughs> What's happened with this world? <laughs> this world is crazy.
2: It's like, we, pardon?
1: We thought 2020 was, uh, was an absolute shit fight. 2021 is even worse. It's weird. It's weird. Any, anyway. Any parting uh, words of wisdom, Tony, before we wrap this one up?
2: Uh, no, but I'm looking forward to Townsville again. Yep. round two mm-hmm. or version two, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully the racing's a bit spicier. Um, I am envious and jealous of you going um, up again. Yep. Maybe I can fit into your handbag. Sure.
1: You're pretty tiny, tiny D.
2: I am. I hey,
1: am. I, I, I caught up with Dickie J actually. Caught up with Oh, Dickie I did Jay. see that. Put up a little photo with, uh, with Dick Johnson and his little children's book. So that was uh, that was really good. And he uh, he absolutely loved it. He he really loved it. And I'm not uh, uh, blowing smoke there for my own books. Of course, you can buy them at networkart.com.au. They're only $20. Great for all of the family. But he genuinely loved it. And, you know, when he flicked through it again, um, you know, he just had a smile from ear to ear. And uh, Jilly Johnson was there as well. And she really liked them. So... Um,
2: no, thank you. Did they buy any?
1: No, they, they did not. But I did, give, <laughs> I gave him, I gave him one. I gave him one. Um, i
2: tell you who so, you need to give some to is Ryan's story.
1: Oh, yes. Yep. He, he
2: was the man that, uh, got it across the line.
1: That's right. That's right. No, uh, he was not there, uh, on the weekend. I was hoping to, uh, I was hoping to see him, but, uh, he was not at the circuit over the weekend. So no stress. We will do that at another time.
2: All right mate let's uh hey hey uh, i do have um a couple of guest suggestions for next week's show oh yeah and and I don't wanna give away too much, but oh, we could give it away because it's already locked in if yeah, but you know things happen things happen mm-hmm. we we really do have a superstar guest next week like yep.
1: We've All actually time. got to
2: do a bit of homework. We've got to do a bit of homework before we, uh, we interview don't, this. We don't uh, want to embarrass ourselves in
1: front of this man because well,
2: he's a god. No. He, is a, yes. he is a gladiator. Yes, he is. So tune in next week to find out who we're talking about. But we might be able to do a few promos during the week. Yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, maybe. All right. I guess, uh, well, now that our numbers will absolutely be blown to smithereens with, by having the ladies' man, Lucky Mansell on this one. Like, uh, I don't think that, I don't think this episode that we're just recording right now, we're actually making history right
2: now, Tony D. This will oh, be the be most the first, popular. But it would be the first interview that Lock done. That's the, yeah, that's right.
1: Be. Yeah, that's right. Actually, we didn't talk about right.
2: that. Mate, we're just breaking, just, we're breaking hearts and we're breaking records. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You've All right, listened to a
1: world first, the very first uh, interview with Lachlan Mansell. And it was here on Parked Up Powered by Race Fuels. I'm Grant Rowley. That was Tony D'Alberto. And you'll hear from us next week. See you, mate.